Let's pray. Gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Ever felt like your life was off track a bit, where you needed to get back to what you really value, what you really believe, where you needed to return to who you really are? The Israelites were having one of those times. There were actually quite a few of those times. They had lost their way and their identity. Having survived in the wilderness for a couple generations, following the exodus from Egypt, God had led them to the promised land of Canaan, a land flowing with milk and honey, as scripture puts it, but also a land with many cultures and many gods, many shiny, convenient gods ready to bargain with for good fortune. The Israelites gradually began blending into the diverse cultures around them without discretion, thinking they could still be loyal to Yahweh, the God of Israel, while also worshiping gods, local gods, freely. Joshua, therefore, gathered the leaders of Israel for a uh, come-to-Jesus speech, or should I say a come-to-Moses speech, maybe, See, Jesus' time was still over a thousand years away at this point, while the revered Moses had just led them before Joshua took over. Choose this day who you will serve, thundered Joshua. Don't just go with the flow. You need to make a choice. Which God will you serve? You've got to serve somebody. Who's it going to be? We have similar choices today, do we not? Which God will we serve? In a more uh, secular culture like ours, our God, the God that we may follow on any given day, is not always a God of organized religion per se, but rather uh, that or in whom we place our trust. Like literally, trust funds, anyone? Financial security? Accomplishments? In what do you place your trust? That which has ultimate importance in our life. Like the Israelites of old, most of us have several gods competing with the God that we worship today. Unless, of course, you feel that you've already mastered the first commandment. The verses today tend to focus on Joshua's rally cry to choose this day whom you will serve. And yet, did you notice as Paul was reading it that most of Joshua's speech consists of what? Telling their story again. About, for instance, how God made a covenant with their great-great-great-great-great-grandfather Abraham, blessed Abraham and Sarah with descendants, delivered them from slavery, no less, sustained them in the wilderness with manna, led them into battle, protected them from their foes, brought them to the promised land, and so on and so on. This had been playing out for a few hundred years, many generations. So why do you think 
Joshua took the time to review their story. Wasn't it just a case of, hey, get your act together, people? A clue to this question can be found in the Dagira tribe in West Africa. They are noteworthy, this tribe, in that every member of their tribe has a song associated with him or her from birth, a song that represents their identity, a song that everyone knows. When that child grows up, their song is sung during rites of passage, like entrance into adulthood or marriage, for instance. It's also sung when a member has lost his or her way, either through wrongdoing or self-destructive behavior. The village members then gather in a circle around that person and sing that person's song so that they might remember their identity, who they are, an identity that's based on the gift of life and love, not fear, self-destructive behavior, or hurtful behavior. Isn't that a beautiful tradition? The people of Israel had a song too, did they not? Not so much as individuals, but as a people. Their song was their story, a story that needed to be told and retold over and over again. Why? to remember who they were, and as Jenny reminded us, also to remember to whom they belong. And equally important to remember how faithful God really is. Oh yeah, remember what God has done for us? Wow. The Israelite leaders to whom Joshua spoke were two or three generations removed from the Exodus in Egypt, and the receiving of the Ten Commandments. And yet, this was a part of their story too, and they needed to have it sung for them. What they had known was a God who blessed them with the land of Canaan and was with them through war and peace, guiding and nurturing, empowering. Their song and their story was about the incredible faithfulness of Yahweh, the God who said to them, I will be your God and you will be my people and you are blessed to be a blessing to all the families of the earth. For the Israelites, over and over again, the way forward for them always began with looking back, looking in the rearview mirror, for that told them who they were and, in many ways, where they were going. My friend Raleigh Martinson is preaching here next week, and Raleigh has shared with me that one church he's worked with uh, has developed a simple process for small groups where one of the things that members always do when they sort of check in with each other is to name a blessing of the past week for which they're thankful. Practice of gratitude. We've done that here. It's a way of getting in touch with your own story and how God is present in it and where God is going. The passages in Joshua remind me of a, a, a wonderful scene. It's actually the closing scene of Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Don't be frightened. The, the scene is not weird. A little bit. Um, unlikely choice for a sermon, perhaps. The movie uh, takes place in a post-apocalyptic uh, world, probably uh, nuclear, that has left Sydney, Australia, 
nothing but a ghostly shell. This aspect of the movie is more perhaps like the devastation of the exile period for the Israelites. For our purposes, what's interesting is that with a band of survivors, there is rebirth and optimism because curiously they feel blessed. They feel blessed to have a story that is holding them together. And the telling of their story every day is how they ground themselves in their identity and in hopefulness. All of this in their own strange syntax. What is our tell? Who's doing the tell today? What is our song? What is our story? It's the same one as Joshua and the Israelites, but with some additions. Prophets have been added, like Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel. Kings have joined the story of our story, like David and Solomon. And of course, there's Jesus, the very center of our identity as Christians. In looking back, because of what we see there, we have confidence and hope to move forward, to exercise our free will and choose God. This we can do because God has already staked a claim on our lives and chosen us. God has shown up. And no, that doesn't mean that our lives have been a bed of roses. We're not pretending. It means God showed up not only in the beautiful roses, but in the thorns too. Israel learned this in the wilderness and in slavery. We have learned that God shows up in a crown of thorns, in fact. What about your own tell, your song, your story, the one that's just yours? You might say, well, I'm not sure I have a story worth telling. I'm not sure I have a faith story. And yet not one of you would be here today if you didn't have faith to some degree. And you wouldn't have faith unless you had some kind of experience of God in your past that led you to faith or reinforced the idea that faith is real, that God is real from someone or perhaps several people in your life who showed you God. Something happened in your, in your head, in your heart, in your emotions. What is that song for you? What do you see in the rearview mirror? Every single one of you, I submit to you today, not only has a faith story, but a rich one at that. By recalling our collective story and our individual stories, we learn more about who we are. We understand God a little bit more, trust in God more. Remember it and understand it is to be given strength and clarity about where God might be headed with us next. It's all the same journey. In your bulletin, you will find, um, or perhaps it was just handed to you, a half sheet with the words, a time in my life when I think God was blessing me. Go ahead and uh, write something down, if you like, uh, anonymously, put it in the offering plate as your part of uh, public offering today. That is a little piece of your faith story, whatever it is that you put there. 
If you want this to be confidential, uh, write that next to your blessing. If we have enough offerings to share, we might even post them again uh, next week or the week after, again, anonymously, unless you don't want that shared. Uh, I, I think putting a bunch of them together would be a beautiful song of ours. And maybe it's a part of your song that you wish to share. Amen.